Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, April the 18th, 2023. It is currently 6.29 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, there is a lot going on in the news right now that we we probably should talk about, but, 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 but. One of the things I've tried to do with the Theology Central podcast is I've tried to keep Theology Central. And I know I can talk about news stories all the time, right? I know I could talk about them all the time, and I could look at them from a theological perspective, but it, it's very easy. It's very easy if you're not careful that you're like, okay, we're going to talk about the the Dominion versus Fox News lawsuit that was settled today, right? That's a big story. I mean, everyone is talking about it. I could queue up some audio, and we, and I think to me, it has very much a biblical and theological perspective because millions and millions of Christians and Christian websites, Christian podcasts, and Christian radio programs were promoting the lies that Fox News was selling. And Fox News today was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not, we don't want this trial to begin. Let's stop it right before it begins. We'll give you $787 million. Can we settle without the trial? And we will admit that, you know, we said some things that were not true. Now, my, I, I don't care about Fox News lying, not lying. I don't care about Fox News, irregardless. I mean, if you think that that's news, congratulations. I don't care. What bothers me is that Christians took those lies and then broadcasted those lies on their podcasts and on their radio programs. And then those Christian programs never came back to go, wait a minute, these things were not actually true. And then when all of the information came out, they, wait a minute, Fox News off camera was saying something totally different than they were saying on camera. Christian websites should have came back and said, hey, we got it wrong. We, we, we listened to these lies, but they didn't. I'm more bothered by how the church, because of their political ideology completely rejected the biblical mandate to put away lying and speak the truth. Do not bear false witness. That's what Christianity teaches. But somehow Christianity says, forget that Fox News is our savior. Trump is our savior. The Republicans are our savior. And whatever they say, they give us the marching order. Our marching orders no longer came from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So there is a theological aspect to that. But you see what will happen, right? Even though I try to look at it from a theological perspective, all that it will generate is never-ending controversy as people get mad going, you're a liberal, and what about CNN? And they'll just want to talk politics and liberal versus conservative. And so you find yourself, even though you're trying to address it from a biblical theological perspective, you'll get pulled right down into the miry pit, the pig you just get, you'll get into the muck, the mire, the pigsty of all of this politics and, and, and culture are war. And I, and I, I don't want this podcast to get pulled into that, but it's hard today to go, do I broadcast? Do I go live about that? So I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try to look at that. I, I, to me, again, it's not about Fox News. It really isn't. It's about the church. I said this throughout COVID, through the pandemic. I've said this throughout uh, Trump over and over that Christians, it's simple. Put away lies, speak the truth. 
stop with the conspiratorial mindset that buys into every crazy theory and then you promote it as gospel truth at the expense of the biblical mandate to not bear false witness and to speak the truth. Like, I, I, that's what I really, I want to talk about the church, but, but if I try to talk about the church in relation to this subject, it, for some weird reason, the, those who listen will not hear me talking about the church. They'll hear me talking, ooh, he said something bad about Fox News. How dare he say anything negative about Fox News? How dare, I mean, like, you're not allowed to do that because you've, you've now, you're anathema. You know, in the Christian world, because they, they're basically a part of the Trinity. And you say that's hyperbole. No, it's not. That's how Christian, many Christians act. So as much as I feel like I need to address it, I can't address it, even though in a roundabout way I am addressing it, but I'm telling you why I can't really address it because it will just, maybe I will end up talking about it because I think at some point we have to talk about it because I, the church failed miserably. When it came to the every all of those lies that Fox News was was airing, Christian broadcast and Christian radio was picking up and broadcasting the same lies. And so I I mean we we way back when they started broadcasting those lies on Christian radio, I was airing what Christian radio was saying because I like to keep an eye on what's going on on the church with the church. But to talk about that, you end up in a political argument. And I don't, I hate politics. I hate the political hijacking of the church. I hate Christians think more politically. They think left, right, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, you know, conservative, woke. They use all of this term, like Christians, even their terminology and their language is so hijacked by the worldly political culture. They no longer even sound like Christians who talk Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and it, and it's, it's kind of frightening. So I feel like tonight, that's what we're supposed to talk about. That's the, what the world is talking about. But I can't, I can't, I really can't because I think I, I, I think it won't benefit anyone, but I, but I do want to talk about the church. I do want to talk about the church because that's where I want to put my focus. So what can I do? Well, if I feel like we can't follow that path, even though everything is screaming at me, I, I was like, so what do I do? What do I do? And I've kind of been distracted all day about what to do, right? I've been struggling all day as I've been watching the whole Fox drama unfold. I've been like, do I go upstairs and just talk about this? Like, what do I do? What do I do? And so I've struggled. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, a little while ago, I don't even know how long ago. Let me look here. Um, it may have been, it may have been in the last, I don't even know what time this was posted. I don't know exactly the time. Um, let me see here. It was, uh, look, it, it was posted today. So it was today. I don't know what time I saw it. I'm sorry. I'm looking away from the microphone there. Um, it was sometime today. I'm going to unplug my iPad so I can hold it up towards the microphone. Um, it was sometime today when I saw this and I just saw this headline. Why the assemblies of God isn't dropping in membership. And I was like, Ooh. Okay. Okay. That deals with the church. We can avoid all the political idea, but that's interesting because report after report after report has come out about how this denomination is losing members. This denomination is losing members. This denomination is losing members. And all of a sudden on April the 18th, 2023, 
I get told, wait, 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 the assemblies of God, they're not dropping in membership. Why? Why not? Why are the assemblies of God not dropping in membership? Now that, that's, that's a good question. Now, personally, full transparency, I wouldn't go to Assemblies of God Church if you paid me, well, maybe maybe if you paid me a million dollars, I would probably go. But okay, at, you're saying that's not very godly. I know it's not very godly, but a million dollars? Do you know what I could do with a million dollars? Okay, but I would not, obviously no one's going to pay me a million dollars to go to the Assemblies of God Church, but I would never attend an Assemblies of God Church for any reason, maybe for a million dollars, but I, I would not go because I think they're basically straight up heretical. I, I, I just, I don't believe they're orthodox in any way, shape, or form. You're like, how dare you say that? Don't they believe the right things about Jesus or the Trinity? Yeah. But then they teach that God speaks to us outside of scripture and they believe healing, physical healing is guaranteed in the atonement for now, sorry, we'll never, never tolerate that under any circumstances. We'll not. So, and, and well, and then you could talk about, do they believe you can lose your salvation? Do you? Do they? Well, that's a good question. Let, let's just do a, a quick search. Let's go to assembly of God. Okay. Eternal security. All right. Assurance of salvation. This is from the Assemblies of God own website. The Assemblies of God, their website, ag.org. Assurance of salvation ad adopted by the general presbytery, presbytery in a session, uh, in session, August 5 through 7, 2017. All right. Presbytery, if I can say it correctly, they says in view of the biblical teaching that the security of the, the believer depends on a living relationship with Christ in view of the Bible's call to a life of holiness in view of the clear teaching that a man may have a part taken out of the book of life. And in view of the fact that one who believes for a while can fall away, the general council of the assemblies of God disapproves of the unconditional security position, which holds that is it is it impossible for a person once saved to be lost. They reject the eternal security security of the believer. They believe you can lose your salvation. That's not orthodox. That's because ultimately that turns salvation into the, a work of man. Because if I can lose it, well, then it, then that means God's not the one keeping me. I'm the one keeping myself and I can therefore no longer keep myself and I can lose it. Okay. This gets into a major theological issues. So because they believe God is speaking to us outside of scripture, because they believe healing is physical healing is guaranteed for the here and now. And because they believe you can lose your salvation, I believe the assemblies of God is just heretical. I would have, and don't even get into all of their other charismatic issues that goes on with the assemblies of God speaking in tongues. And no, absolutely not. Uh, no, no. So it's weird that, wait a minute, they're, they, they're the ones who membership is not declining. Why not? It, it can't be because of their biblical orthodoxy, because I don't believe that's biblical orthodoxy. So, why are they not losing members? What is going on? Well, like I said, I saw that headline. That headline was linked to an episode of the Breakpoint podcast, uh, and I grabbed the audio, have not listened to it yet, and said, you know what? I'm going to forget all of this other stuff. We're going to get down to, well, this is really theological. This is really about what's going on in the church. Why? Why is the Assemblies of God church 
Why is the Assemblies of God denomination, why does it seem to be, in a sense, maintaining, surviving, thriving, where other denominations are diminishing, shrinking, losing? And just because they're maintaining numbers or even, say, increasing numbers, does that actually prove any? What can be proven by numbers? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say, but let's listen to this, all right? Uh, presbytery. That's, I think that's how you say it. I don't know why I was saying it all uh, incorrectly. If I said it incorrectly, I apologize. All right. But here we go. You ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I can't speak correctly. Here we go. I have no idea what they're going to say. All right. Here's always that moment of where I step out on the tightrope tight because I just gave this big introduction. <laughs> and now this may go in a completely different direction than my introduction. See, what I'm supposed to do is say, hey, I found this audio. I haven't listened to it yet. Let's listen to it. Then give all of my thoughts. But I wanted to give my thoughts about the Assemblies of God denomination before we even listen to this. Because no matter what they say, I don't, I'm not going to change my view on a denomination that teaches physical healing is guaranteed in the atonement for here and now, who believes I can lose my salvation, right? I, I mean, right there, I, 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 I've already got major problem. Who believe God is speaking to me outside of the Bible, who believes in many uh, the charismatic manifestations, speaking in tongues and all of that. I, no, I, that, that, that's heretical to me. All right. All right. Someone said they're interested to see where this goes. Okay. Well, I hope you're interested to see where it goes. I'm now nervous to see where it goes because I just gave this big introduction. And what if this is a letdown? Who knows? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We go, we, we don't, we don't go live. We're going to listen to this in five, four, three, two, and here we go. One. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to recent research by Pastor Ryan Burge of eight major Protestant denominations, only the Assemblies of God has seen a steady increase in church membership since 1987. Okay, so out of eight, only one has, has maintained and increased. Only one has increased. Wow, I wonder what one this is. Let's back this up. Let's back this up. That may be, if that's a little loud, I apologize. But here we go. Let's, let's listen to this again. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to recent research by Pastor Ryan Burge of eight major Protestant denominations, only the Assemblies of God has seen a steady increase in church membership since 1987. Each of the other eight, most of them denominations that are now fully progressive theologically and culturally, are experiencing steady decline. Denominations like the Episcopal Church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the PCUSA, all began long ago to move away from orthodoxy and to capitulate to new ideas about sex, gender, and marriage. The Assemblies of God, on the other hand, remain committed to orthodoxy on matters of scriptural authority, the deity of Christ, the resurrection, and on sexual matters. It supports the protection of life at all stages, marriage between a man and a woman, and insists that the body reflects biological sex. Okay, now first of all, they keep saying biblical orthodoxy. I don't believe they're biblically orthodox. They believe I can lose my salvation. They believe God is talking to me outside of scripture. No, and they believe physical healing is guaranteed in the here and now. That's not biblical orthodoxy. I don't care what you say. But listen, guess what they do hold firm to? Oh, they hold firm to the culture war issues. They're going to stand against the quote unquote progressive ideas of sexuality. So I have a, I have a feeling. 
this is just my theory. I will play this all again. All right, I'll play this all again. So don't worry. It's all going to uh, flow together. Here's, I'm just going to throw out my thoughts. Yeah, churches who hold to these very conservative ideas, these very conservative, that are in line with, say, Republicans and with a conservative political ideology, yeah, those churches are going to possibly maintain and thrive because those Christians who have become so politically hijacked, which are Christians all across the United States of America, are going to seek out the churches that are more in line with their culture views and their political views, and they're more so worried about that than they are theological issues. Because if you're worried about theological issues, you would not just drive by the assemblies of God, you would go, you would detour and go 15 blocks out of the way so you don't even have to see the building. Oh, I know, I know. I probably just, people are going to think I, that I go too far there, but I'm sorry. I, I, no, you tell me I can lose my salvation. That makes salvation a work of me. No, I'm sorry. I reject that. You tell me God speaks to me outside of scripture? No, you tell me physical healing is guaranteed in the atonement for now? And then you bring in all the other charismatic craziness? I'm sorry. I'm not getting anywhere near that place. I'm not walking in it. I'm not walking by it. I'm not, if I have to walk 15 miles out of my way, I'm not even cutting across the parking lot. Oh, but, 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 but they're maintaining because they hold the orthodoxy. But listen to the things that same, they're, they're opposed to same sex marriages. They, they're, they're opposed to all those cultural issues. Those cultural issues. Now, I think those cultural issues are important. Yes. But when the church becomes known for those cultural issues, then people who are more, who, who, who they, they look at the world, and they want the world to be reshaped into kind of a Christian ideology, will look for churches that are very strong on those things, more so than finding churches that are more strong and, I don't know, correct biblical hermeneutics, correct theology. I think the question is today, what do most Christians want? Theology, doctrine, church history, exposition of scripture, or... I want a church that is like-minded on my, on, on the issues that I care about within culture and politics. That, that's, that, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, th- oh, I know, I know, I know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself in all kinds of trouble here. All right, here we go. We're gonna, I'm gonna play the whole thing again. Here we go. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to recent research by Pastor Ryan Burge, of eight major Protestant denominations, only the Assemblies of God has seen a steady increase in church membership since 1987. Each of the other eight, most of them denominations that are now fully progressive theologically and culturally, are experiencing steady decline. Denominations like the Episcopal Church, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the PCUSA, all began long ago to move away from orthodoxy and to capitulate to new ideas about sex, gender, and marriage. The Assemblies of God, on the other hand, remain committed to orthodoxy on matters of scriptural authority, the deity of Christ, the resurrection, and on sexual matters. It supports the protection of life at all stages, marriage between a man and a woman, and insists that the body reflects biological sex. Christians are constantly pressured, both within the church and without, to evolve on these issues, or, we are told, will die out. It seems, however, that biblical orthodoxy can draw people in, maybe because it provides an anchor in confusing times. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know how you call the Assemblies of God biblically orthodox. I don't know how you can say I don't know how you can say that. Look, I'm looking 
right here. Adopted by the General Presbytery in session August, in, in session August the 5th through 7th, 2017, and they completely reject the General Council of the Assemblies of God disapproves of the unconditional security position, which holds that it is impossible for a person once saved to be lost. They reject the eternal security of the believer. They reject the eternal security of the believer. They reject the eternal security of the believer, meaning that my salvation is dependent upon me to keep it and to maintain it because I can lose it. Well, I couldn't lose it if it's God who saved me and it's God who keeps me saved. Don't even get me started on the rest of their doctrinal mess, okay? That, that, I don't know how you can say that's biblical orthodoxy. So biblical orthodoxy is now, hey, we're going to limit what biblical orthodoxy is. We're going to limit what biblical orthodoxy is. That I completely radically disagree with. I don't think you can throw out. Look, when you go with the assurance of salvation, and eternal security of the believer, you're dealing with something directly related to the gospel. That has to be a part of biblical orthodoxy. That has to be. So the question is, Now, this is, this is, I will, I will acknowledge that this is my hypothesis. I know 99% of you listening are about to strongly disagree with me. But here is what I think. As the church becomes more and more politically driven, more and more politically hijacked, more and more politically focused, where political ideology becomes far more important than theological identity, as that continues to happen, the churches that have these very strong and vocal stances on culture war issues, whether it's LGBTQ, transgenderism, whatever. Well, I mean, obviously LGBT, uh, the, obviously transgenderism is in there. Okay. All of that, when it comes down to Disney bad, all of the things that Christians, that, that many conservatives get so caught up in, you know, uh, is it what Bud Light now is bad or what, whatever the issue is that we're upset about now. Oh, we got to be pro-gun, keep our guns, and, and Russia is good, and Ukraine is bad. Whatever whatever conservatives are yelling and screaming about at any given moment, okay? Um, Fox News is good, and everybody else is bad. Whenever that is going on, churches that seem to put themselves, or in some way, shape, or form, attach themselves to that or speak in favor of those cultural issues— Christians who are politically hijacked are going to go to those and go, here's a church standing for the truth. Here's so, and they're going to be drawn to that. And they're going to want that more so than a church that is simply connected to or committed to the in-depth teaching of scripture. That is my prediction. That is my, my prediction. My, my prediction is that the church, because it's so politically hijacked, those churches that, that connect themselves in some way, shape, or form with that political ideology in some way, shape, or form, they make that a priority. They're going to, they're going to grow because Christians are, because either, here's what's going to happen within Christianity. 
you're either going to have people, you're going to have more and more people just drop out of Christianity, just leave Christianity, right? More and more people are willing to go, nope, don't believe this. They're, they're deconstructing. They're renouncing it. They're moving away. All right. Obviously, we're going to have large denominations become more and more progressive and quote unquote liberal. They've already abandoned Christianity. So then you're going to have this group of Christians. And I think you're going to see a division. You're going to have those Christians are like, no, 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 no. We want Bible, theology, church history. We want to be the church. We don't want to be the Republican Party. And then you're going to have those going, no, 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 no. We need to worry about culture and we need to worry about politics. And they're going to become more politically identified. And then between that, those and those may all be very conservative theologically. There's going to be a split within the conservative theological world. And you're going to have those who become more, more politically identified and more those who still try to maintain a theology, a theological identity. And I think that even there, the Christianity is, and, it, and it's really going to even lessen the influence of Christianity because Christianity is going to be fighting amongst itself. And, and I, I think that that's already, I think it's already taken place. If you don't go along with the, the political mindset of many, you're, you're almost viewed as an outsider and you're not welcomed. You know, you better show up with your Trump hat or you're going to be gone. I, I, I think the assemblies of God is maintaining because they have, they have hitched their, their quote unquote, their wagon to cultural issues because obviously they've abandoned biblical orthodoxy on many, many aspects from their very origin. From their very beginning. What do you think? You can email me newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm laughing at myself because I know, I know I just ticked off so many people and so many people are going to disagree with me here, but that's okay. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I've never agreed with uh, Assemblies of God doctrine. Never. I've done, I've done podcasts dating probably all the way back to t- 2010, 2009, 2008, where I took the entire doctrinal statement of the Assemblies of God and walked through it going messed up, messed up, crazy, messed up. No, 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 no. I've, I've been doing, I mean, so I've not, nothing has changed for me. But now it's like, hey, they're biblically orthodox. What? Oh, because they hold to these issues pertaining to sexuality and abortion, these culture war issues. So here's, a, here's an important question. Here's an important question. What is more important to you? Theology, in-depth teaching of scripture, hermeneutics, church history, or culture war issues, abortion, sexuality, Disney, beer, (laughs) standing or kneeling for the Pledge of the Allegiance, except whatever conservatives are yelling, just, you know, in other words, what's more important to you, theology or scripture or what Glenn Beck is talking about, Sean Hannity is talking about, Tucker Carlson is talking about, Fox News is lying about, or whatever, what, 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 what is more important to you? Well, that will probably determine the kind of church you go to. Well, Christianity, there's, there's only a limited number of Christians, right? Right? 
If you take the totality of those who profess to be Christian, more and more are professing to be none, that no religious identity. Many are deconstructing, leaving Christianity. So as Christianity begins to shrink in number and influence, well, then you're only going to have a small body there. And, and so, in a sense, what does that group of people called Christians, what do they want? What do they desire? And I think many now are more concerned with culture, cultural and political issues than they are theological or biblical issues. That is my hypothesis. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Love to get your thoughts. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.